Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hi, Rachel. It's good. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to be on. I do not have headphones on, but I can put them on if I need to. So you just let me know. I think right now your audio sounds pretty good. Okay, great. So it's raining in Nashville, thunderstorming? Oh, yeah. Well, it was, to be clear, for approximately 10 minutes. Now it's sunshiny and distant thunder, but no Wi-Fi. All right. All right. Hi, Wisdom. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have you guys ever met? No. Even digitally? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow. Well, this is great. I'm glad you yeah. guys are meeting. <laughs> Rachel and I have had one digital conversation, so we're basically old friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just the oldest. It was yeah. <laughs> well, Rachel, remind me, are you in California right now? I'm in Redding, California right now, where all the wildfires are. So we oh. have smoke here, and it is quite terrible, Jeez. really. So we could use all the prayers we could get, but... Thankfully, today I can see the sun, so things are looking good, <laughs> looking better. Yeah. Oh, man, that, there's so much going on. It's like heartbreaking to get into a conversation, it feels like, with anybody because there's just so much going on yeah. in the world right now, and yeah. yeah, so we'll be praying for you guys, though, specifically. I know that's scary. Um, yeah. We usually start these out with some rapid-fire questions, which I have a feeling you're going to be really good at. Okay. <laughs> so when I ask you this question, you just throw out the first answer that pops into your head, and we all find out a lot of things about you. Oh, Lord. That's really how okay. it goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The first, one, right. the first one is, what's something that annoys you? Okay. When you are driving in the car with somebody, and they go, oh, my gosh, have you heard this new song? It's amazing. And you're like, no, I haven't heard it. And then they turn on the song and then they start singing all the words. So you can't hear it <laughs> for the first time. That's like the worst. They're like, have you heard this? It's amazing. And then they just start singing it. And you're like, I would love to hear it, but I can't quite hear it for real. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing that that's my pet peeve for sure. That is super respectable and yeah. understandable. Honestly, I feel like, okay. Yeah. Uh, number two what is a household chore that you hate? Oh, uh, all of them, really. That's not true. You cook. No, I don't love folding laundry. That's my okay. number one that I don't okay. enjoy doing. Is folding yeah. laundry. Yeah. That, make, that makes sense. But you Worst have a cooking first. show. Right? I do have a cooking show. Hale's Kitchen. My IGTV. <laughs> yes. yes. Everyone I like check cooking. it out. Yeah. Yes, uh, please check it out. What is what is my least favorite? Maybe um, cleaning the bathrooms. Oh yeah, that one's bad. That one's bad too. But folding laundry is still my number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Wisdom? Uh, anything that's outside, like mowing, you know, pulling out weeds. I just hate getting sweaty <laughs> and just like doing yard work. So yeah, I've um, been prioritizing, basically doing whatever I can to pay somebody else to do it. (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for you. That sounds efficient and smart. (laughs) 
Um, okay, Rachel, if you could have coffee with anyone who's currently alive, oh, no. who would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. I, I was going to, mm, you know, you don't want to say things going to fit people, but I would love, <laughs> I would love to meet President Trump. I know he's our, you know, but that's who the first person that came to my mind. <laughs> so I don't know if that's PC or not, but that's who I would love yeah. to meet. That was the first thought, so it's rapid thought, so that was the first one. Okay. With. Mm. <laughs> I that sounds like a very interesting coffee meeting at it the very at the very be. least. It would yeah. be very lively. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> okay. Let's do uh, last one. Um, what's something about you that you feel like is quirky or weird? Um. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I think I do a lot of things that are, you know, <laughs> unique, really. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure my friends could tell you, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I um, I mean, sometimes I, I eat really, really healthy. And I think sometimes that could be like a little, I mean, I juice every day. Like, I'm like really into health. So that could be a little quirky sometimes, maybe. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Well, that that's counts. what I got. Yeah, we'll take it. Are you like, are you like someone who's literally juicing celery in the morning? No. Like, is that what we're talking about? Okay. Beets, really, you know, beets. Oh, beets. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, That's a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's very unique. Yes. I yes. am very unique. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Jill. Okay. Well, thanks for answering those. I feel like we learned a lot about yeah, you so. in the Hopefully moment. So, yeah. yeah. Totally. And if you can drop the beet recipe after this. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'll put it in the comments. Oh, yeah. uh, man. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Rachel, uh, we would just love to hear your story. Um, yeah. You know, like today we're interviewing you about your music, and yeah. we'd love to hear, like, how did you get here? Yeah. Yeah, um, when I was a little girl, when I was, I, I like to say, 10 years old, around that age, and I was in my bedroom, and I grew up in the church, and I would hear at church a lot, you know, use your talents to glorify God, and as this child, I remember being challenged by that, um, just, just that idea, and so I went to my bedroom after church, I think one Sunday, and I was in my room, and I was talking to God, and I was like, God, like, how can I use my talents to glorify you, and it was like that moment I was called, I felt, but um, out of my mouth came, well, not many people I know, of course, this is a 10-year-old thinking, not many people read books or watch the news, but a lot of people listen to music. So I'm going to sing and bring people to Christ through music. And I felt like that was the Lord and um, calling me in that moment. And so at about the age of 10 is when I started singing and, and really believing in the purpose that I was called to. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of I mean, that's how it all started, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was pretty percept perceptive for you to you know think that at ten years old because I I was actually talking to a pastor a few days ago and I was mentioning how you know when you go to church uh, the songs are so important like the songs that we sing and lead yeah. the lyrics because people are gonna you know remember those lyrics and the melody. Yeah. more than they will like some you know line or scripture from yeah. the sermon yeah. so music is you know just so powerful and it really does bring people together and it ingrains like beliefs and theology into people's yeah. minds so yeah that's awesome yeah. thanks yeah yeah so, yeah that's how it started so that was that's 10 years old and yeah. then what happens after that yeah so my journey i mean it's it's 
Um, ben Isham, when I was uh, 13, I actually won the title of Preteen America. So I got to travel singing around the country, which is pretty cool, um, and speaking. And so that was its own process. But um, so that was that was an opportunity. I grew up in a town of 3,500 people with two stoplights, tiny town. Yeah. So there really wasn't any opportunities to sing other than the church or the local country music festivals, you know. So any opportunity I had, I kind of, my parents really allowed me to go after. And one of those was the Preteen America um, competition, which I ended up doing well in one and got to do that and travel and sing. And so that was when I was 13. And then when I was 16, I went to Arkansas School for Math, Science and the Arts in Hot Springs, Arkansas, just to be able to pursue music more. Then I ended up going to Belmont University and then, which is a great school in Nashville, Tennessee. Very mm -hmm. proud to be from there. And mm -hmm. then um, I ended up uh, being casted on American Idol season 12, um, and I was a top 20 female finalist. And so that was an amazing opportunity that definitely allowed me to do uh, more music professionally. And mm -hmm. then from that, I mean, this is kind of my journey. And then um, in the middle of being on American Idol, like right when that audition process started, I actually got involved with a church plant called Nashville Life Church. I was very, very involved there, um, helped lead worship, and got to write music there. And that's where I wrote the song Firm Foundation um, that Sayla ended up recording. And they made the title of their record, and right. that record won Inspirational Album of the Year. So it was so cool to get to be a part of that. Wow. And so, yeah, it's just kind of been this journey. And then I've recently been in ministry school in Redding, California. I felt called to do that, and I have graduated. So now I'm stepping back into music again. So, yeah, that's awesome. so that's kind of my journey. That's a pretty good little, there yeah. was, yeah, so. Nice, that's there's awesome. There's a lot so, more that story, you know, than all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right now, <laughs> that's a lot of good things, but a lot more. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of journey in on that, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's uh, one lesson that you would say, like, during this journey that you feel like God's really taught you that maybe if you could share it with, you know, uh, Rachel, that's, five years younger than who, you know, where you're at now that you might share with yourself? Oh, I would say that God is the author of this story. I think it's, it's easy to think like, and especially in the world's mindset of like, we have like, we have full say over our lives and you know what I mean? Like life mm. is what you choose and that's not totally true. You know what I mean? Like in Psalms 139, it talks about every day was written in his book before one of our days began. So he has the final say and he has um, blessed music in my life and allowed me to be a part of some amazing things. But it has come from me following him and not knowing and a lot of trust because when I left Nashville, I like um, music was going really well for me there and I felt called to Reading and I laid down music and I would have if you would have told me that I was going to leave Nashville I would have literally said get behind me Satan I would have probably said that to your face I would have because there's no way I was going to leave Nashville Tennessee you know but um but this whole journey of like trusting him in the it, you know what I mean like, like he's the author and just to trust mm -hmm. I would have just like said that to myself a million times <laughs> like just trust him keep going, but trust him, you know, <laughs> keep, keep stewarding your gifts, but trust where he's leading, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm. That's such a good lesson, especially for, for, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, as old, as I get older and older, I'm like, man, the things that have happened in my life have been things that I could have never orchestrated. So like, it's clear 
that when you trust God and take the steps he's laid out for you, you end up somewhere you never imagined. Yeah. But oftentimes it's way better, you know? Yeah. 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 It's such a, such a good reminder. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you feel like, or how would you describe where you're at now with music? You have a new single, well, newish within the past few months that came out, yeah. but moving forward, is it going to be mostly Christian music? Is it mostly country? Like how do you envision yourself living in that space and what does it what does it mean to you well that's the interesting thing and that's what I mean when I say God's the author because I've written a lot of country music mm -hmm. and music that um, people really love and ask for on a regular basis like when I go to play shows in Nashville um, people want to hear certain songs that I've written that I have not released that are country and mm -hmm. they are full-blown country music it's they're not CCM they're not you know they're mm -hmm. they're not a bad message in any way but they are mainstream country and so I've been wanting to release those, but, but it's interesting because like the song promised land that I just released, I recorded that song four years ago. I wrote it six mm -hmm. years ago. I mean, we had the mastered version of that song four years ago, Jonathan Crow and the guy who produced it. I'm, I know he's just been like, when is she going to release this song? <laughs> like that I produced, you know what I mean? So he's so great. And a uh, grateful I finally released it, I think. But anyways, um, but but I like when I was when after I graduated school, I thought I was going to release country music again. I was like, I'm just going to release country music. You know, that's what I want to do. And it was like a pressing of the Holy Spirit of like, no, I need you to release this song, Promised Land. Mm -hmm. And after I released it with all that's going on in the world, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm so glad I listened to God and didn't do kind of what I just wanted to do, <laughs> you know, but I actually mm -hmm. listened because I do believe the song was meant for such a time as this. And then I think. And I really think, too, that people are getting or I know that people are being blessed by um, in this season that we're in of uncertainty, that that there is a promised land for each one of us, regardless of our circumstances, and that we're to continue to move forward in that. So, mm. so yeah, so I'm going to continue to release probably Christian music. I've written a lot of worship songs as well, and that's what I'm planning on releasing. And if I feel the blessing of God, I will release a few country singles. But, but yes. until then, I'm going to keep releasing uh, worship and country and christian music so yeah very cool so as an independent yeah. artist you know you get to kind of make those decisions right like yeah. hold a song for four years before you release it uh, yeah. and you know find the right time for it yeah uh, for people that may be watching this that you know they're new to this journey of being an artist and they're wanting to pursue music and maybe they have this aggressive plan of releasing like 12 songs in the next yeah. 12 months or something like that yeah um how would you you know what kind of advice would you give them how would you guide them in that thought process if they are gonna release 12 songs in the next 12 months um yeah if that's kind of like their initial maybe plan um but maybe from your experience so you don't think that's a wise idea I, I i'm in this interesting like i'm trying to decide honestly for me i if you're a new artist, I don't necessarily think that's smart. From my friends that I have seen that have had a lot of success, like real, like real success, like number one songs on the radio, they're winning awards, like they have had major success. The ones that were the new artists that did not release um, a lot of songs up front, but actually just really pushed one song. And they had other songs, obviously, like when they played shows, they would play their, their mm. EP that they would release soon, but not yet, you know. The ones that I've seen that have had success that I know firsthand, they they literally drove that one song um, home for like a year before it broke mm -hmm. on radio. And I've seen it and um, I went to school with them and, you know, and they just played the same song and they would get turned down by people. But they kept playing that one song and then they eventually broke on radio 
went number one. This is this is more than one person that I know this has happened to. And um, and so I like that uh, that that mindset better of like if you really believe in one song and one message, mm. keep pushing that, and then have the other songs ready to go and release music. But I personally don't think it's smart to release a brand new single. This is my opinion. You know, once a month. Um, unless you're going for Spotify numbers, maybe, but if you're trying for radio, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, that's just my personal opinion, but I don't yeah, know. So yeah. I'm, I'm learning. It's just what I've seen trend wise. I feel like there's, there's been just one song that they just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And then, um, once it breaks, they have others ready to release. That's what mm -hmm. I see. But yeah. And I mean, I think that's great advice. Um, but you really have to make sure that one song is like the song yeah. to push. Yeah, otherwise. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's not that great, yeah. you let it go. Go for another one. Yes, that is Yeah, true. yeah. yeah that is otherwise, true. you know, you could end up like wasting a lot of resources and energy and time on a song that, that maybe others don't even think it's yeah. great, but you do and your mom does or something. <laughs> so, That's very true. That is very true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, just being able to have experts, you know, in the field and you know, other input that helps you really hone in on that song that you're talking about, like the single, like your yes. single for the year. Yes. And mm -hmm. going after, if your you know, goal is to like get on radio, that does take time, you know, uh, yeah. like most things in life. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yours well, is great too. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's also obvious even from just your story, Rachel, that songwriting itself has been a huge part of your journey and path and obviously firm foundation is a huge part of your yeah. backstory so i guess talk a little bit about um some things you've learned along the way about what it means to write a good song like how do you know when a song is done or when it's good enough or you know so just like some of the general for people who want to get better at songwriting like what are some quick like tips and stuff you would probably share I, um, quick tips, it, lyrics are huge. They're mm -hmm. everything. Like they are what distinguish a good song from a great song is the mm -hmm. lyric. And I had the like privilege of getting to be a songwriting major at Belmont. And mm. I had Tom Douglas as a professor, which is like, if you know who that is, he's literally the hall of fame <laughs> for songwriting. He's amazing. And I grew so much in that class and he mm -hmm. would say that all the time about God. He would say, God is in the details. And he would talk about the, the lyric and that that was what would distinguish a good song from a great song. And so I'm notorious for, for not for like combing through songs before I'll release them or play them out. I won't play a song that's not finished. And if I don't feel like the lyric is there, I will work on that song until it's right. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's lyrics. God is in the details. Lyrics are everything <laughs> like they're what distinguish a good song from a great song. And that's what I would say about songwriting. I, I, I I think people uh, say something is good too soon. I think they, they need to take time to really say, is this the best? Is this the best way to allow mm -hmm. someone to see what I'm seeing and feel what I'm feeling? So mm. that's that's my opinion. Mm. But, yeah. So speaking of lyrics, uh, tell us about the song, your single Promised Land. Um, it's, you know, really good song. And whenever I, I hear it on like one of my playlists that I have on Shuffle. Thank you for you know? putting it on the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I and appreciate like, it. <laughs> yeah like when i hear it playing i'm like oh man i i really like the song and mm -hmm. it just like stands out and i realize oh this is rachel <laughs> you know so uh yeah i'd love to hear just like your story behind that song and yeah. um and because you know the words are so important um how you kind of came up with that concept 
Yeah, I am. Um, so I wrote that song with Vince Sherman. And the morning before I went into write, I was feeling super discouraged. I'll never forget that. Because I felt like as a little girl, like I shared earlier, that um, God called me to sing and bring people to Christ through music. And y'all know what it's like in Nashville. It's highly competitive. And sometimes it just, you might be gaining traction, but you don't feel like it, you know, mm. because everyone is, it's just such a competitive atmosphere. And so I was feeling very discouraged that morning when I went in to write. And we were just talking, you know, what do you want to write about? And I was just kind of telling Vince how I was feeling. And then literally all of a sudden that morning, it was like God um, had been speaking to me about Abraham. And, and for the first time I realized like when he promised Abraham, I will give you as many descendants as there are stars in the sky and sand on the seashore. For the first time I realized that day, oh, he lived in the desert. All mm. he saw all day long was sand and all he saw all night long was stars. So God did not give him a promise that was like, that he didn't mm. see every single day like the promise literally correlated does that make sense with like with mm -hmm. what was around him like his vision and so god began to talk to me about how important vision is in order mm. to actually like achieve the the purpose and plans that he has for us and so that's how the song came about that's where the um the lyric is where your dreams are stars that give you strength to stand actually came it, it came mm. from that scripture and that epiphany of like oh like like, I need to make sure that I'm keeping the vision in front of me at all times in order to see it come to pass over my life. And so that's how the song was written. I wrote it for myself. I wrote it for my own heart. I would literally sing the song to myself in my bedroom when I was feeling discouraged. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I was for years I did that. And then after everything that happened with the pandemic and everything that happened is happening now. Um, I just, I felt like the, you know, it was time to release the song for other people so that they mm -hmm. would keep moving forward despite uncertainty or what was going on around them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's how, that's how it was written. That's how it came to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you get to see like you held on to it for so long and then released it at a time when you were like, yep, this is why God had me yeah. write this four years ago yeah. or longer yeah. at this point, you know? Yeah. And that's so funny, too. My mom was like, she saw the music video. She called me. She said, Rachel, you're such a good actress. Like, you're just, it's just unbelievable. And I was like, Mom, this is my life. Like, there's no acting to this. Like, this is not like, in the video. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. I live this, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's really good. I didn't know the nice. story, you know, behind it so clearly. And um, just to hear the heart behind it makes it even more impactful. And I've nice. never thought about that with Abraham. Isn't that yeah. wild? Because, you know, I don't think about that. I think about, like, this this promise and how, you know, Sarah laughed. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. about all the things that I've always heard it through the lens of doubt, really, of, mm -hmm. like, oh, they had to keep believing. And I was like, actually, God gave them a promise that correlated with their surroundings. Like, every single day, he was reminded at night, the stars in the sky, that God was going to mm -hmm. give him as many descendants as there were stars. So every day, he looked, every night, he saw the stars. And every day, he saw sand. Every day, because mm -hmm. he was in a desert, you know? So it was like yeah. he was reminded constantly that God would give him as many descendants as there were, you know? So I just think that's mm -hmm. amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for blowing our minds. Yeah. Um, tell everybody where they can check out you, check out you, check you out on social media, on Spotify, and make sure you tell them about Hale's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. So um, you can find me on instagram rachel hale music you can find me on spotify rachel you know rachel hale music is it's the same like it's all rachel hale music um on youtube i'm on twitter 
And then, yeah, I have a IGTV called Hell's Kitchen. And I post, I was posting once a week and then I released the single and I needed to focus on that. So I'm probably mm -hmm. going to start doing cooking videos once a month instead of once every week. But, but yeah, cool. did I leave anywhere yeah. out that you could find me, Kat? I don't think so. Make okay, sure to okay. watch the YouTube video or the music video yes, on YouTube yeah, as well. Just really yeah. cool. Oh, and um, I recently got to do an interview with Daystar on Daystar Television. So you can find that as well if you want to find out more information about my story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's on there. And also the music video is going to be playing on God TV too. They just picked it up. Cool. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I know. I just found that out yesterday. So got all signed off. So the music video yeah. will be on God TV as well. And then you can find me on Daystar. And so, yeah, so there's a few more things coming. But, um, but yeah, if you want to hear more interviews or anything like that, go to those sites. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any new music coming out that you can tease for people? Not yet. I, I have some that I'm sitting on and I'm, I'm about to start, I think, recording soon. And oh. I've just been trying to decide what I want this project to look like fully. Because like mm -hmm. I told you, all I have country, but then I have worship. And so mm -hmm. I'm praying about. God, what do you want released? I really do believe um, that there's power in our words. I believe that when we sing, we shift the atmosphere as believers. And so I'm just really trying to listen to God. I'm like, what, what do you want released? Because even with the song Firm Foundation, you know, when we wrote that song um, with Nashville Life, um, we were praying that morning at the worship retreat. We prayed, God, what, what is it that you want your church body to mm. be singing for such a, in a few years from now, not knowing that the pandemic would hit, not knowing any mm. of those things. And so we wrote that song and then it was recorded by Sayla and literally they, they released the music video, had it planned to be released the week that COVID the pandemic swept across mm. the country. They didn't plan that. It was planned to be released. The music video of them singing this song, this declaration that you're a firm foundation, regardless of my circumstance, mm during the middle of a pandemic sweeping across the nation. And so mm -hmm. I really believe in the God in God's timing. And so I'm just, I'm praying like, what do you want me to release now to help people? Because that's what I believe music is meant to be. I, I'm, mm. I really believe it's meant to help people and change the mm. world. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome. so there's no specific date yet um, mm -hmm. when I'm going to be releasing anything, but, um, but I am getting ready. So hopefully we don't have to wait four years. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Soon. it's coming soon it's coming soon so yeah yeah thank you that's awesome well thank you yeah. so so much for coming on here and chatting with yeah. us and thanks for having me this was so fun yeah and yeah. sharing all your wisdom and insight on wisdom wednesday yeah, and i guess yeah. yeah you're welcome wisdom rachel it was great to see you thank you all so much for watching it and we will be here next week same time and place hope you guys have a great week bye right. guys thank you Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram, at christianmusicmarketing. See you next time!